0: Hey everyone, this is Dave Brodbeck. Um Coming to you just before the start of the winter 2017 term. Uh, the lecture you've downloaded is from, uh, or you're streaming. You could be streaming it. It could be streaming. Maybe not downloading. Anyway, these are technicalities and don't matter that much. Is from uh, Psychology 3256, Advanced Univariate Statistics. Of course, needs to be called Design and Analysis One. That. Uh, we changed the name. Um, so this is the lecture. There's also uh, our YouTube video. Lecture. So you want to check those out. So you just have to search on YouTube for my name um, and you'll see a playlist of psych 3256 for this uh, coming year. Uh, thanks a lot for downloading and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the chance of anybody actually enjoying a statistics le- lecture, I just think Finish this today. Um, talk about the factorial analysis of variance. Okay, so let's pretend that I was doing an experiment. Because sometimes I do that. Not pretend, actually, I do. And I don't know, I'm doing a memory experiment and I'm going to collect some data on the effect of retention interval on memory. This isn't somebody's honors thesis. This has been done at the house. So you can, you know, this is old. So after five minutes, you know, list the words. 90% correct? That's probably not far off, actually. Uh, one hour, 70%. 24 hours, 60%. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Could be. At least it's reasonable to be decay. Okay? So there's an experiment. That's a pretty interesting-ish experiment. In fact, it's the kind of thing you would do in a demonstration thing, like in a lab class. Um, so, you do analysis of variance, you conclude that retention interval affects memory. So, these would be averages, I eh? So, I don't know who's telling subjects in each cell there, in each group, but whatever, it doesn't matter. You conclude that retention interval RI affects memory. Yeah. Okay. So, then you do another experiment. but Levels of processing. Levels, some of you guys are in my memory class, but if you're not, levels of processing, it's uh, Craig and Lockhart, it's this idea that. The more deeply you process something, the better you remember it. And deeper usually uh, equates to semantic processing. So, thinking about the meaning of a word, so you have people rate the meaning, have the pleasantness of the meaning of the word, one to seven, or count the number of ascending and descending letters in the word. So, the word "levels" here has two ascenders, the two L's. So, you look at that and you go two. Or you look at the, you think of the meaning of the word "levels," and you think of for deeper processing, you think of. You know, how pleasant is that? I don't know how pleasant the word level could be. Maybe you need give that a four, because it's kind of neutral. you have to think about the medium. And you get a medium level, usually that's the acoustic. What's it sound like? So you might say, how many syllables are there? Level, oh, it's a two. So you're still you always getting a number. But sometimes it's shallow, sometimes it's deep, sometimes it's somewhere in the middle. OK, questions? You understand the idea, right? And again, you you conclude that levels of processing affects memory, which again is not really earth-shattering. This would not be surprising. Indeed, it would be surprising if you didn't find it. Okay. You can ask yourself a question, and that question you would ask yourself is, what level of retention interval should I have done my levels of processing experiment What level of levels of processing should I do my what retention should we do my levels of processing experiment at? I don't know really the answer to either of those questions there in fact really isn't a right answer to that question right and I know you all know where this is going because you've all taken 2127 you all know that what we're going to do is combine the two experiments Right. So we're going to get nine groups instead of two experiments of three groups. The G is just for group. So group one down to group nine. Five minutes, one hour, 24 hours. Low, medium, and high levels of processing. So like you've got, say, group six here has a 24-hour attention interval and did medium. And medium was uh, how many syllables are there? Um, low and low, which is just counting the number of S and descending letters, and five minutes. That's group one. Group seven is five minutes, but think about the meaning of the word, so rate the pleasantness of the word. And these are all separate groups. These are independent groups. Different people in different groups. Okay? And each level of each variable or each factor gets, is crossed with, basically each level of each other factor. So they, they occur with each other uh, equally often. Okay? You're good? Yeah, you know what See, so now this just becomes a little bit, when you think about the analysis of variance angle here, it becomes a little more pop, uh, little more complicated. Not a lot. So we can still use the old, our old friend, the structural model of analysis of variance. It just gets a little more complicated because we're going to have two variables in here. Right? Some nice effects. You like that? So, my son thought I should put some effects in my business. So these are all going to be very fun. X equals mu plus alpha plus beta plus alpha beta plus epsilon. Oh, I know it's alpha and beta, and alpha and beta don't mean type one and type two error. Now they mean effective factor A and effective factor B. Okay. I know that's annoying. It is not my fault. Don't blame me so any score this is the only slide that does this I promise equals the grand mean you've seen that before plus the effective factor A now A might be retention generally might be levels of processing I don't care which one but it's one of them I think this one coming up here is my favorite fireworks uh, the effective factor B we're thinking about them separately And then the interaction of A and B. (coughs) How A and B act together. Or how they interact. And finally, error. That's the stuff that's left over. Remember our old model was this. just for the single analysis of variance. Right? X equals mu plus tau plus epsilon. And now it's X equals the mu... Plus alpha plus beta plus alpha beta plus epsilon. So, what we've done, this is still here, so that's not changed a whole lot. We've actually broken down, we've taken, we've got single variable effects, we have two of them. We've made the error smaller. This variance here, this extra stuff here, it's come out of error. Okay, so, so we're going to get a smaller error term, really. Yep. That's what's going to happen. If we had a term exactly the same size, except we had only three levels. So like x equals mu plus alpha plus beta plus alpha beta plus epsilon. So does the model make sense? You're okay with that. Right? It's no big deal. As long, if you understood the, the model x equals nu plus tau plus epsilon, this model is no different really. We've just split that error thing up a little bit more. It's all we've done. It's all we've done. We've explained more variance. Okay. So, let's think about this maybe a little more deeply. So, we're not only going to look at the effect of A and the effect of B, which is exactly what we did before, except we just looked at the effect of A or the effect of B. We didn't do them at the same time. We're going to look at how A and B act together, or how they interact It's sort of a whole is more than the sum of its parts kind of thing. Gestalt, if you will. It's the effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of some second variable. That's the definition of what's called a two-way interaction. The effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of some second variable. So there's an additive part. That's alpha plus beta. But there's also something that's over and above the additive. Think of it sort of concretely this way. This is a somewhat depressing example, but I think it makes some sense. Men make more money than women for the same work. I didn't say I liked it. I said it's the way it is. And say we should fix it. I said it's the way it is. It's I get better, it still is. White people make more money than non-white people in Canada. I don't like that either. So it's harder being a visible minority than it is being a white person for your income. It's harder being woman than it is being a man. It's way harder. And then there's some extra level thing being a visible minority woman that's even harder. At least, like I said, it's depressing. thing. And that's for me. It's just fine. It's a joke. I don't think it's fine. Noting that I'm the only white man in the room. I'm the only man in the room. Wow, all the guys are here. This is weird. <laughs> Apparently, I suddenly teach at an all-woman's school,
1: <laughs>
0: some weird little liberal American arts college. <laughs> Or American liberal arts college writer. <clears throat> Suddenly I'm at Vassar. Um, I it something about the Vassar reference. So do you see what I'm saying? Like there's times when there's some extra added thing in there. Okay. I know it's a depressing example, but I think we can all get. you know. It, I think it's a good example too. Unfortunately. So it's something over and above the additive effect of just A and B. So, it's like that. Look, at A1, B2 is a little bit bigger than B1. But at A2, B2 is a lot bigger than, 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 than uh, B1. The effect of B changes upon depending upon the level of A. The effect of one variable changes depending upon the level of some second variable. The difference between B1 and B2 is smaller at A2 than it is, I should say, at A1. Or at A1 than it is at A2 rather than A2 than at A2. And I went through all these slides yesterday looking for typos, and I still didn't find that. B changes depending upon the level of A. That's all that says. That's all an interaction is, a two-way interaction. They can get more complicated than that, and they eventually will. We will talk about any way interactions, three and four, or whatever way interactions, but right get, get if you get, this makes sense in your head, you're fine. So this is an important place for me to ask you, ladies, do. <laughs> it's very strange. It's, the the it's, very, it's a very weird experience for me. Um, any of you women, I was going to say guys, and I think you all know I'm using it in a gender non specific way, but I'm just going to say women, have any questions? Does this make sense so far? I know you've gone through the interactions before um, uh, ad nauseum, ad infinitum with Cheryl, right? In 2127. He allots that, right? She spends a lot of time showing you graphs. So, interaction, interaction, no interaction, interaction here. That's, that's, I, I've never sat in watching Cheryl teach. I don't think she's just doing this stuff. But, I know you talked a lot about that in that class. Unless they totally changed the way it is. Yeah. I haven't taught that class since 1997. And I'm very happy that I happened. Because it is so boring. It's the classic example of stuff you should know and kind of have to know, and it's just, oh, dear God, why am I learning this at the same time? It's so
1: accurate.
0: No, that's what the class is. I hate that class. I am I would fight tooth and nail if someone said, we had to get rid of it. Right? I mean, no, 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 we need it, we need it, we need it. But we... I, I, oh, I think I fell asleep once lecturing that, in that class. That's how boring that material is. It's like, there's eh, so a... Uh, it's a threat to... True validity. Oh God, um, it's, it's, it's boring. That's very important. Questions. In your example, so you're saying that A is like gender and B is race. Could be. Yeah, you could use it that way if you want to use it that way. Yeah, if you want to go back to the example, sure. Okay. The neat thing is, this graph shows you that the effect of B is bigger at A two than it is at A one. But if we flip this around and put B on the uh, x-axis, and had the two lines being A, you'd still see an interaction. The effect of B depends upon the level of A. It's also true, the effect of A depends upon the level of B. There's no right way to graph these things. It's the way that tells you the story the best. When you ever have to draw a graph for a paper you're writing, for a project you're doing, do the graph a couple of different ways and show it to people and ask, it what, ask them what it means. That's, the, that's always what I do, always. So is this basically like independent, independent variables, but they can also be swapped? These are yeah. These are both a and b are independent variables. Okay. There's two of them. This is the dependent variable on the y-axis. They can be swapped around. So you could put b on, on, on the x-axis here and have these two lines be a. Okay. Yep. Yep. Other questions. This is good. Okay. So we're good so far. So remember, x equals mu plus alpha plus beta plus alpha, beta plus epsilon. You'll be able to say that that quickly You'll roll off your tongue like that in a couple of weeks. You can even do complicated ones, which we eventually will do. It's pretty straightforward. x equals mu plus alpha plus beta plus alpha, beta plus epsilon. Okay, the model has some assumptions. And they're really basically the same yeah, pretty much the same assumptions we had before. Uh, the sum of the alpha i's, there are I, I i's an index. Okay? 1, 2, 3, 4, up to the number of levels of alpha, which is going to be A. We're going to call it A. There are A levels. So, the sum of those has to equal zero. This is also true, by the way, for our old friend, structural model of the one way analysis of variance that the sum of the tau's equals zero. In fact, I believe I had that written out. So the sum of the beta j's, uh, j again, which is an index, is also zero. So if we have two groups, level uh, A1, and let's see, it's two have 2, three, 4, 5, 6, 7, eight, five, 10, 11. I can't divide beta up But this is a group. This is a group, this is a group, this is, group. This is group. a1, a2, b1, b2, b1, b2. OK? So this is all a1. So if being an a1 increases your score by 2, what happens to the group that gets a2? Your score gets increased by 2. So the model rules will be being that. If being in this group, getting this treatment, a level 1, I think that this is a1, you get 1 of a1 of a. Increases your score by 2, what does level A2 do, if there's only two groups? It increases by 2. Exactly. B1, B2. So the same thing happens with the Bs. So if B in B1, that's this part of the room here, increases your score by 3, what does B2 do? Increases your score by 3. So, so far with the alphas and the betas, the the AFX and the BFX, I can actually figure out what your score is. Increase your score by 2, decrease your score by 3, whatever. I can just add those up because the model says it's all additive. This is the different part. The sum of the alpha i beta j's equals 0. That's where it's weird. Because before, with T1 and T2, let's say, it was just, just two levels of treatment, right? That's fine. And one increase the score by five, one it by five. And A1 and B1 and A2 and B2, that was pretty easy again. But what this is saying is there are separate effects for each for each cell. This is uh, A1, B1. This is A1, B2. A2, B1. A2, B2. Which is the worst Star Wars robot and So we got A1, A2, B1, B2. So there are individual effects for each cell. And those are the interaction effects. And the simplest way to do this is just saying plus 1, minus 1, minus 1, plus 1. You have, the model actually, the math calculates what these effects are. I'm just making them up. All I'm going to do is make them up. So notice that these all sum to zero, first of all. Just like, well, it says they got to sum to zero. It actually says that, so they must. The other thing is, they don't just sum to zero when you add them all up. They have to sum to zero vertically and horizontally. So like that, I like that. What's that? It's like zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. It's like sitting so Someone almost, almost inherited when someone says that. That's good. And if someone does not if I remember what Sudoku is, I have to remember the word. Usually leads to a whole bit about me saying about how you guys know the name, you know the name of the Japanese number puzzles, but have never read Shakespeare. I <laughs> don't teach anything in high school anymore. That's the whole thing that I do. It's a running theme type they can teach all, but I don't think they teach anyone anything in high school anymore. I think you get a B plus for showing up. <laughs> right? That's true, isn't it? That's the system now in Ontario. You show up, you get a B plus. If your parents complain, you get an A. So it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not quite bad at that bad. But I have friends who teach high school and they tell me it's close. <laughs> okay. One more assumption from the model: the error is normally distributed around the scores; they're independent of each other, with a mean of zero and a variance of sigma squared. <clears throat> okay. So that's the individual difference component. So we know that uh, I don't know, know. Samantha is in A one, B two, but then there's a level for being U. And it's gonna increase your score by one, let's say. So it's gonna decrease your score by one, because of uh, pretending you're the same. Because it has to sum to zero in the group. Not outside the group. And this reason is the that a very poor design because I got two people here and then four of an awful design. We're gonna to pretend to the same number of people each other. They're normal and independent, though, so if we were to graph all of them out, they're beautiful. Nice, normal distribution. Okay. Questions? What? The normal and independent. So, no, it's okay. Normal just means that if we took the distribution of all of the individual difference scores, they'd be a nice, normal distribution. Uh, okay. yeah. And independent means they're independent events from each other. The math will actually make them sum to zero, but they're independent events of each other. And then the variance, well, we, we can, the, the, the mean zero, the variance, we don't know what it is, but we can, we can give it a name. So we're going to call it sigma squared. We could have called it steep, but instead we call it sigma squared. Because <laughs> it would be weird if it was called steep. So we don't know the number, but it's a parameter. It's something that one could, that theoretically one could know if one knew everything. I know I said that so dramatic. <laughs> I can't wait for this break thing to start. <laughs> so excited.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sure. I've literally, since the first week of school, like of this term, I don't know, 13 weeks, 12 weeks, I like, can tell it's over because I was on sabbatical and I didn't teach for a year and I liked that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a pay cut, 10% pay cut when you won sabbatical. But it was worth it. Mm-hmm. When he's like, oh, he's like, I don't think I'll do that today. No one can make me do anything right now. Like, the greatest thing in the world was getting emails and just going, delete. Oh, from the president, delete. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was like, oh, the dude wants to delete. Because <laughs> they can't make you do it. It's crazy. This gig is... A really good gig if you can get there. We talked about graduate school the other day. If you become an academic, the first while is awful. Like, it's really hard. And also, when you're the new person, they make you can teach stuff that you really don't know anything about. you have you're about 10 minutes ahead of the class in your knowledge. You're always sitting up there going, ah! Uh. If you're lucky, you're good at stats, you can teach stats. By the way, that's a skill that is very marketable as an academic. You know, well, oh, I can use statistics. No one likes this stuff. Well, I do, but I'm rare. By rare, I mean odd. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you get all the horrible courses you don't like, Get it Kim? It's pretty good. So. Anyway, it's the break. Um, questions. Okay. So on that final point, we talked about a couple weeks ago. How what was it? Normal
2: distributions have a mean of zero
0: and a variance of one. Yeah. So. Just say Said it was one. Yeah. But like, no, we can't because we don't know what it's going to be. Okay. I don't know what I ran a sample from uh, a group of people. I don't know what people I'm going to get, so I can't give it a number. I can't assign a value. I can assign the mean zero. That's easy. You'll see in a second why that happens. When we, well, actually, I can explain it to you by looking at this video. If I take that out. If I take the grand mean out, I've taken out the average score, what happens when I take the average away? What happens when I take the constant away from, from, the, from the constant the same size as the mean for a variable? So if I say if my variable is x and I do, remember what happens? The expected value, wait, the expected value of x plus k equals x bar plus k. Yes? We're gonna actually instead though, we're gonna subtract the mean. So now what's the expected value? Because I just did that. I did that. I put my hand over top of the
1: mean.
0: That's subtracting it. So now we got the expected value of x minus x. What is it? Zero. Zero. Okay. That's easy. I can do that. In fact, the math does this. On the other hand, the variance of x, okay. well, it's, it's, it's just the variance. <laughs> right? So, even if I add a constant or, in this case, subtract x, I still get that as my variance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Very good question. And I've literally never thought about it that way until right now. So that's... So you have some public services, thank
1: you.
0: Okay. Still trying to figure out why there's fun dip up in front of the class. <laughs> For those of you wondering why we're laughing, Valentine. For? There we are. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs>
0: no. The kids still take uh, Kool Aid to school and eat it out of the. No. 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 See? We invented just taking Kool Aid, stealing Kool Aid from the cover. We took that. It was always the weird kid that had shaken bake or something with it. He was eating that. Right? It's like... Dude, no, there was one kid, he was a little chunky, a <laughs> little bit of heavy kid. I'm not saying anything bad. About grade two, we would all take the Kool-Aid, and he shows up, uh, and he's eating shaving Big. So, actually, it's probably delicious. He's going for a savory root rather than sweet, and I appreciate that. But, you know, and then one kid decides he's going to bring a bag of Nestle's Quick to school, and just eat that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Early 70s, it was like, it was wonderful. <laughs> My dad would send his five-year-old, legally blind son on his bike to ride to the corner store two miles away to buy him cigarettes. It was great. <laughs> Here's a dollar bill, David. Keep the change. And you get—I have enough change that I could buy a coke, a chocolate bar, Because chocolate bar. I'm serious. And chips were ten cents or twenty-five cents. So it was the big bag that was twenty-five. The little bag was ten. And a Coke was a, was a dime. It, it sound like an old man. When I was young, we'd <laughs> tie an onion to our belt. It was a style at the time. Simpsons reference? Okay. Assumptions that come in an F, because we're using the F to test it, yes? Uh, homogeneity variance, of course. That's always going to be there. Random samples. <laughs> yeah, Right. Sure. We, can't, we can violate this a little bit, homogeneity variance. It's pretty robust. Random samples, we can violate all the hell. We do it all the time, and in fact, what are called Monte Carlo simulations, which are um, basically running, well, simulations, running thousands and thousands and thousands of simulations, uh, and doing with non-random samples, and it works fine. So we don't have to worry about the random sampling too much. Normal populations, we can find what the hell it at. doesn't matter, because we're dealing with Samples, anyway. But technically, we're not supposed to have things that aren't normal. But you can violate this to the point, I read a paper, uh, violating it using a binary population, zeros and ones, and you know what's the word. So you can violate it. And for some reason, I don't have it on here, I don't know why I wouldn't, but independent observations. Yeah, I I forgot to type that on there. So independent observations. If I know one person's score, I can't know anything about the other person's score. Okay. It doesn't... I know you're thinking, wait a second, you just said I can take the A effect and B effect, the A B effect and the individual effect and add them up. Yeah, that's true. That's after I've collected all the data, I can do that. So after I've collected the data, I can go... For, for Samantha, I can say, uh, A1, B2... A1B2 plus Samantha equals her score. I can do that, but I can't have done it. I broke that down after I collected the data. Okay? But just because I know a score doesn't mean I know anybody else's score. They're not independent of each other, independent of Okay? And I realize it's a somewhat subtle point. So, is there any questions? So let me show you how this works. Here's a little numerical example. These are meant to be means. So these are cell means. I don't have any subjects in each group. I don't care how many subjects in each group. Don't care. Don't know what A is, don't know what B is. A is a factor with two levels, and B is a factor with two levels. So we see here A1, B1 is 9, A1, B2 is 3, A2, B1 is 7, A2, B2 is 1. So what we want to do is try to break this down into its constituent parts. We're going to break this down into its constituent parts. We're going to see if we can find out those AFX, effects, B effects, and AB effects. We're not going to deal with the error effects. For this, we're going to ignore that because I don't have the individual scores. I could do it if I did individual scores. It just makes this thing messy, and it doesn't teach you anything. So we're going to do exactly what I did when I put my hand over the grand mean, except we're actually going to do it with arithmetic. The first thing, remember, remember that x equals mu plus alpha plus beta plus alpha, beta plus epsilon. Let's, we can ignore the epsilon because we don't have that information here, but we have everything else. We can figure out what the rest of these are. So let's take out the grand mean first. In other words, put my hand over top. <coughs> Remove. Well, the grand mean is pretty easy to calculate. 9 and 7 is 16. 3 is 19. One is 20. We get so we sum the scores, we get 20. We divide by 4, because we have 4 observations here. The grand means 5. Right? 9 and 7, 3 and 1 divided by 4 equals 20 divided by 4 equals 5. So now what we'll do is we'll try to take out the grand mean. That can't be that hard. So we're going to subtract five from each cell. Okay. You with me so far? We've done some pluses. Now we're going to do some takeaways. That's how simple this is. Okay. So the, don't ever blame the arithmetic or the math. It's the, the logic out of it. It's hard to understand sometimes. Don't be blaming math. So we're going to just take it out. So now we can just see, instead of deviations from 5, we're going to see deviations from 0. We're going to see those on their own, the alphas, the alpha effects, the betas, and the alpha-betas. Then again, any questions? OK. Just, I just took 5 out of each cell. Nine minus five is four. Seven minus five is two. Right, and so
1: on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Try this fun dip. I've had this since I was five. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, also, yeah, I, I would uh, ride my dinosaur projectors. <laughs> that's atrocious. <laughs> oh, God. Holy shit, that's awful. Um, and I don't dislike things because I, I, I like McDonald's, I like all kinds of food, I like all kinds of candy. I, that's horrible. Oh, jeez. We had a Gum. When I was a kid, called Big League Chew. It looked like chewing tobacco. We also had candy cigarettes. (laughs) It's a different time. It's crazy stuff. Okay, now we're going to do. You notice I have another column here called sum. I'm just summing across a. So I'm going to find the effect of b. So we've removed the grand mean. Notice what happens when we've we've removed the grand mean. Oh, it sums to zero. The whole table must sum to zero because we took out the average score. Like you think of Smith said. What happens, we got right up here, we took X minus X. We took out the average score. From all the scores, we end up with nothing, zero. And that's what we get when we sum all this. 4 and 2 is 6 minus 2 is 4 minus 4 is nothing. So now, we're going to see if we can find the effects of A and B. So if we sum across A to get the B effects, <coughs> B1 is 6 Divided by two because we want to find the average effect of being in, in B one and B two is minus 3. so it's six and minus six.
1: Because
0: there's two observations. Oh. The candy you stick itself, while bland, is not disgusting. <laughs> the powder, it's not that good either though. Kind of tastes like um. You know royal icing, you know what that is? Used for glue when you make, um, like, a candy house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tastes like that stuff when it gets really hard.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. That's really not very good. (laughs) That's a poor, poor, poor piece of candy. (laughs) Poor kids. All right. 6, negative 6, so 3, negative 3. What we're going to do now is we're going to take 3 out of all the B1s, and we're going to take negative 3 out of all the B2s. Subtracting a negative, negative 2 minus negative 3, is 1. If you've forgotten how to do subtracting negatives, remember that? The most you learn in grade 6, and you would thought to yourself, I'll never, ever use that. You are now. So, going to take... Three and negative three, out of it. so one negative one, one negative one. Still all sums to zero because with the grand means going. Okay. Now we're going to sum across the b's, or sometimes you'll hear me say collapse across the b's. and you'll get so it's two, and negative negative two, so one and negative one. I decided not to tell you that one and one was two because I thought you'd do this. So I didn't write it out. Okay. So 2 divided by 2 is 1. Negative 2 divided by 2 is 1. Negative 1. So I'm going to take out 1 from all these and negative 1 from all these. You with me so far? You're still good? This really should, really should go away. No one should have to My son had some the other day too, like two days ago. Hmm. I wonder what he had. It's viral marketing by fund. That's what it is. They're going after me, right after me. Nobody else because of my online influence. <laughs> Now we're going to take out the ones and take out negative one. You're going to see what we have left absolutely nothing, right? Because if I take one out of all the a ones <coughs> and negative one out of the a twos, I've got a bunch of zeros left. <sighs> no, oh, look, I got nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. you have got to have something. <laughs> it's a really impressive. Nineteen seventy one from a song. Okay, there's nothing, no interaction. Because if there was interaction, there'd be still something left here. Because we have taken at the break, we take it up A, we take it at B, there'd be A, B left. There isn't. There's no interaction. And in fact, I'm going to show that in a sec. So before I ask that, do you have any questions? Is this making sense? Bree, okay? You got it? You good? Okay. Everybody's good. We could graph it. Oh, look, there's no interaction. Actually, if I was doing this myself, I would graph it first, just to, see. Just to remind myself, because I can look at this and go, yeah, is there an effect of B? Well, B1's bigger than B2. Is there an effect of A? Yeah, A2's smaller than A1. Is there an interaction? Well, it looks like the effect size between, like, A, uh, the difference between B1 and B2 is the same as A2 as it is in A1. There's no interaction. In fact, is what what I was doing here, what I was doing, is really just breaking all the scores that are into their constituent parts from this model. And in essence, that's what the math does. What was what were the scores for B again? It was negative three and positive three. Is that correct? I think so, right? So if I was to actually calculate the sum of squares for B, it's 18. It's nine and nine, three squared and three squared. Three squares for a, and the sum of squares for a was one and one, right? So the sum of squares for a is two, and the sum of squares for interaction would be zero. This is how I idealized; it's never going to be zero because it's just squared deviations from zero. Why not from the mean? Well, because I've removed the mean. Feels to me like time for another one. I don't know, again, I don't know what the dependent variable is, I don't know what A is and what B is. I am out of creativity, I was never that creative a person to begin with. My sister's an artist, an advertising artist, my brother is a record producer, a musician, I'm a scientist. They're both really good looking, and I'm me too, so it's. <laughs> the thing is, I had this air of authority around everybody because I went to school for so long. And because I lecture people for a living, I can actually just say shit. That people believe me. And I know all kinds of stupid trivia. One day, though, my brother did look up and say, You know, we've never, have we ever entertained the possibility that Dave's make it, been making this shit up since like the early 70s? <laughs> Okay, here's a okay whatever. Let's get the grand mean. Twenty minus ten minus or plus two, so that's going to be uh, bl- 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 three. It's Twelve divided by four is three. That's the grand mean. So uh, we're going to take three out of each cell. And I know most of you guys have the things printed out in front of you, but you should be able to figure out it's going to be 17, negative 3, negative 7, negative 1. Right? Yes. Oh, 13, so. Take it up 3, not negative 3. Okay. There's our grain meat is gone. Where did it go? It's been removed. He ran away... To a farm where it can run away with other, run around with other grand means. It's not dead, Johnny. Um, I really need this break. I really need it. Um, the A effect is two for A one and negative two for A two. You can see that because we sum it to four and negative four, was divide by two. Notice, again, it still keeps summing to zero all the time because we've removed the average. When you, when you do one of these on a quiz, which you will, I, think. Well, I guess now that i said it, you probably will, or if you do one of these on a test, which you will, that I can guarantee you. can always check every single step of the way, is it always summing to zero? Because if it isn't, you've made a dumb arithmetic error. Because that's, that's all that's all it's ever going to be. It's a silly arithmetic error. So that's all that is. They can't not sum to zero. We've removed the mean. And we keep removing things that sum to zero. So it always has to to sum to zero. It must. It can't not sum to zero. It's impossible. The only way it can't sum to zero is if you made an arithmetic error. What we're doing definitionally is that it's always going to sum to zero. Wouldn't the effect be four and negative four? No, because we divide by
2: two. Oh, okay.
0: Yep. Yep. and that's another mistake. In fact, that's often where people make a mistake, and they start to break down these tables. They take four and negative four out, and then suddenly it doesn't sum to zero. That's why every step of the way you can go. Does that just sum to zero? Oh, it doesn't. Oh, well, what did I do? Oh shit! Not four, two, and negative two. I mean, that's the way I do it because everything involves profanity. <coughs> you do something, do something right or wrong. It's, oh shit! Oh shit! You know, something way. I am toned down so much when I'm in class, too, by the way, compared to the way I actually talk. Most of you guys haven't been here. Both Paul and I have been here because Paul's on Saturday. We hurl insults at each other that involve horrible words across the hall. (laughs) Students don't know what to make of us. Many of our colleagues don't know what to make of us. It's good. Keeps people on their toes. One day someone's going to be offended. In investigation. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Questions? Suit it in? Right? Then when you take two out and negative two out. Well, let's do that man. Huh? Oh, look, it still sums to zero. See, this is again, you can always just say to yourself, sum to zero, yes. I do it okay. So notice how the cells sum to zero. These are the ones that we've now we've taken out a one and a two, they are also negative sum to zero. The whole thing sums mm-hmm. to zero. Now the b's might not sum to 0 because it's probably an effect. In fact, as you can see, it's 14 and negative 14, or then 7 and negative 7, right? Because we divide by 2. That's fine. Look, if you didn't read that there, I don't care. You, you're, you're getting it. That's the important thing. So don't we take that out. will take the 7 and the negative 7 out. Oh, I think there's going to be some leftover stuff. We have an interaction. <laughs> 8, negative 8,
1: negative
0: 8, 8. So we actually have one this time. They're non-zero. That's pretty cool. The effects sum to zero in every possible way. Across, down, and all together. And that's how it must work. They don't have to do it diagonally. Okay. Okay. It's not it's not boggle. That's a shit game, that boggle. You ever played boggle? Oh, I hate it. See, I think I think it might be I think I find typically like, my wife loves it, and is way better at it than I am, which is probably why I don't like it. Yeah, I think I just don't like games I'm not very good at. I don't have the patience for ball. I blame it all on my vision. I was oh, you know. I, you know I can't see, right? Of course, she could always retort, you realize I didn't speak English till I was 18, right? But she doesn't, because she's classier than I am. And I fear smarter. scrabble I'll play but boggle it's just like you gotta look you're looking at it quietly writing like what the hell kind of fun is that if there was bets involved or something part way through where you can harass the other person as you play but you can't bet Scott you can't do that now Yahtzee I'll play some Yahtzee I like playing Monopoly but no one likes playing Monopoly with me because I'm really mean (laughs) but I'm doing it just because it's fun I'm not trying to be mean to anybody my mom, on the other hand, play Monopoly with my mom and she helps everybody. Oh, were you out of money? <laughs> well, here, here's some money. Mom <laughs> you know, is called Monopoly, not socialism. Just play the game. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very nice that you want to help the poor, but it's a game. It'll go on forever if you keep being the bank. Well, you're not being very nice, David. <laughs> so no one plays Monopoly All right. Sums to zero in every possible way. If it just zeros, we had no interaction. And if we graph this, you can see that holy Christmas, we were having interaction. Holy crossing lines, Batman. See, it's funny, you get that reference, which is from a TV show from the 1960s. The old cheesy Batman. You ever watch, anybody here ever watch the old Batman, the old Batman show, the original? No? Oh, it's hilarious. It's meant to be funny, by the way. What's this? Are heroes trapped by the Joker? All right. Yeah, the effect of, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, B certainly changes depending upon the level of A. It actually flips the order, like the order flips even. It's not just that it's bigger or smaller, it literally, the lines cross, the order flips. Right. Okay? If you looked at this, would you feel comfortable discussing the effect of the variable B without mentioning the, the level of A? Would you be able to do that? Yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I, you know what? You, if you look at our example, there's an effect of A and an effect of B on in interaction. So statistically, you probably have an effect of a. It's a. You really do on its own have an effect of A, but... Can you interpret it that way? And I, I wouldn't feel comfortable at all doing this, right? So, when you're interpreting main there's main effects and interactions. So the main effect is the effect of A, that of B, and the interactions are AB in this case. Interpreting main effects in the presence of interaction is hard. Some some people say you should never interpret a main effect when there's an interaction. And I'm somewhat sympathetic to that notion. I see what they mean, because they're saying, look, you're saying A1 is bigger than A2, but it's not as much bigger at B2 than it is at B1. So you're kind of tying yourself in knots. Yeah, but I can so confidently say it's always bigger than a one's always bigger than A2 or something. Right? So that's a judgment call. Interpreting... A main effect in the presence of interaction. That's what, so. When you have what's called an ordinal interaction, and that's when the order of the main effects is preserved. In other words, one. So we have an ordinal interaction here. So those aren't parallel. So you see that we got a bigger difference at B. You can make that more intense. Okay. So we have a bigger difference here. At A1, then we have at A2. But I'd still be confident if I was writing a paper saying that B1 is bigger than B2. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't feel bad saying that. I wouldn't feel like I was lying. I would also be perfectly happy saying that A2 on average is bigger than A1, doesn't matter where you are at B, because it's, the, the data show me that. That's called an ordinal interaction where the order of the main effects is preserved. So that's, you know, that's okay. I, I, and not, again, that's my personal preference. Some people will tell you don't do that. And they're, they're also, that's fine to say. Like they're just different schools of thought. I kind of look at what, what kind of question am I asking? What kind, how big is this interaction I'm having? A disordinal interaction—it's actually probably impossible to do. So, if we've got a disordinal interaction, a one here, two, here, like that. There, I have main effects. I at least have a main effect of a there because it looks like a two is way smaller than a one. But I can't tell you anything about the order. I can't. So it's going to be hard to do. So I'm not going to interpret that, uh, the main effects are. I'm going to talk about the interaction on its own. Then again, theoretically, sometimes you might think it's fine to do, and then, you know, because there's other stuff behind you, you do it. But it's hard to do with a disorder interaction, because you usually have to sort of tie yourself in verbal knots. And the test to me is always practically. Can I tell somebody about this effect without mentioning the other variable? Is it something I can do? Right? Or does it work like, you know, verb tenses in French? Well, that's the past, except on Thursdays we use a completely different (laughs) tense. Or if it's night, then everything changes as well. It feels that way, anyways. Sometimes I've mastered the present tense, so I can tell stories about my childhood, you know, and say when, when, when I was—I I can do was—that's easy. Quand j'étais deux ans, je fais. You know, when I'm two, when I was two years old, I do this. Bring your because my in-laws are too nice to correct me. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't it nice that he tries? <laughs> Isabel will correct me because she teaches French. And then I guess, oh, come on. Don't do that. You're mean, which isn't fair because I'm an idiot. Every day it's the same thing. She's <laughs> still here. Um, <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> I mean that media uh, me being lucky. But, uh, or having the patience of some sort of thing that has a lot of patience. It's got a lot of patience. Job, there you go. You know there's a Bible <laughs> angle. I don't read the Bible lots, but I've read it. All right, do you have questions about this? Does this make sense, this thing about interpreting interactions? Because, like I said, if you can do it, I, I, I actually, I said, if you, if you actually can talk about a main effect, the presence of the interaction, and do it honestly, I have a problem with it. But sometimes it's impossible. Sometimes it's just impossible. And in that case, I just say, fine, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay, any questions? Because we're going to stop early today for two reasons. This is lots of stuff, and it's new, and it's almost the break, and this is my, my break starts really shortly.
1: There's no
0: meetings for me on Friday. See so you guys good? We'll see you next time.
2: ¡Suscríbete ¡Oh, no! Jumping up real fine
0: sort of like the GNU license. Um, I hope you learned something, but if you didn't, I, unless you're one of my students, I really don't care. Um, the music, by the way, for each, uh, song for each, uh, uh, episode <laughs> lecture, uh, is, uh, available. They're all podcast, uh, like pod safe music. So if you want to uh, find out about the bands, there's links on my website at people.ac.ca slash broadback. Uh, if those links don't work, just contact me and I'll find, uh, I'll find out. Um, often I put links, uh, actually in the, uh, if we call them show notes or blog posts. So, uh, you know, buy these people's music They're They're making the stuff available out there. Uh, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.